Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I am your host, Diego Crespo. With me, as always, is my co-host, Gina Versa, officially uh, editor for The Asylum. Yep. Uh, did my first freelance gig with them, so hopefully hopefully more nearly killed me. Yeah. But, but I'm alive now, and I'm a better editor and filmmaker and maybe a person you know sometimes life just needs to hit you hard gene so you <laughs> yeah. can become better for it or yeah. die i mean yeah. maybe it, maybe it's just your time no i don't know maybe all right and renee bravo hello hello, hello renee it's good to be back sure. haven't, yeah it's been a while i've been here to record for a while but yeah back we are at undercity comics in mm-hmm. uptown whittier mm-hmm. um and today we have two very special guests scott anthony lopez and jesus howdegi uh, two screenwriters that we have been friends with for some time. Yeah, uh, one was our teacher. One was our teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Great. Thank you. You know, braving uh, LA traffic to get oh, here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure being here. Big <laughs> fans of the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, it's a pleasure thanks. to have you guys. Thank you very much for that. Awesome. Uh, so, why don't you guys go ahead and talk a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, like, you I just mean, finished a screenplay. Oh, uh, yeah. We are actually working halfway through our third screenplay. Um, we have two finished uh, scripts already. Um, Scott and I have actually known each other for going on 32 years. We met first day of freshman year, been best friends ever since. Wow. So uh, you went to high year. school too? I went to high school together, Cantwell High School. Oh, okay. And um, we are just coming off uh, promoting our scripts and pushing our scripts at, uh, at the Pasadena International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of both started off in a career in, in the industry and kind of our paths diverged into different things where, you know, we're both teachers. We were both teachers. I, I'm no longer a teacher. I got laid off from the post that gave me the honor of meeting you guys. <laughs> but, um, but now I'm working in something similar, working in social work, Very dealing cool. with uh, developmentally disabled. But when I got laid off in 09, <clears throat> excuse me, um, from the teaching position, my friend over here, we goes, Hey, you know, we've always talked about writing that script. It's time to put up or shut up, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that fall, we, we uh, kind of started outlining, started kind of getting things organized. And in January of 2010, we started writing. And the first script was a struggle, you know. Hmm. You're kind of going in blindly. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of disorganized. And right. it took a little bit longer than expected. Mm-hmm. By the second one, we kind of had refined our, our technique. And now we've only been writing the third oh. one about, what, like three months, four three months? Three months. We're and, on a roll. That's, yeah, that's and that good. includes, like, pre-planning and outlining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we try we now try to do all the character development and the outlining right. of the the action and everything beforehand so that way we when we sit down we, you know we crank out the pages as fast as possible because we already know what we're writing for it's yeah. not mm-hmm. oh well what should they do here oh well, well you know what, what <laughs> plot twist are we going to put in this place yeah. You know? yeah but they always say write what you know and yeah. the first uh, film we wrote was a coming of age film going back to our youth and and it's called Primos, which was one of the finalists at the Pasadena International Film Festival. For this year? For this year. Okay. Yeah, 2017. Congratulations. Thank Congrats. you. And we went from that film, we uh, won some awards. We've been trying to market this year. Mm-hmm. And our second film was a, a full-length script of a film we shot in high school, but we wanted to make it a feature film. So. Yeah. There's actually a merger of a film that we did in high school, just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Um Oopsie. Yeah, you know, it was it was, it was funny because like, you know the original one. If you see it, there's a you know it's it had, it's kind of like an action chase scene. In the style you know, of the warriors. Yeah, kind of like he has to get from one Carpenter. place to another safely, and um, it, you look at it and there's a bunch of inside jokes. You know, we make fun of our classmates, <laughs> yeah, uh, things like that. Um, but we wanted to take that, and then uh, there was another project that Scott did 
when he was doing his bachelor's at, at Cal State Fullerton, mm-hmm. um, there's also kind of like a chase element to it. And then we merged the two together. There's elements of both, so you know, cinematic and like the settings and the, you know, the, the scenes, the way they're structured and stuff. I mean, obviously we don't put instructions in the script because they always tell you never tell the director yeah. what to do. <laughs> right. But okay. as we're as we're writing it, you know, we're telling each other. Remember that scene where you know he gets hit in the face with the bag of oranges, and so you know. So we're kind of like spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. But so yeah, that's what this film or this script is. Uh, Johnny was a gangster. It's an okay. urban action thriller, uh, written of course by Jesus and I, mm-hmm. and it was the winner of the 2016 Urban Urban Action showcase Expo Showcase in New York City, and mm-hmm. that we came in first place for that, and we're really proud of that. Very and nice. that led us into turning into. Um, script and book formats Ooh. which was part of the all genre screenplay competition that we're currently in yeah we um there's an organization called dizzy emu who puts on this comp- competition mm-hmm. publishing house yeah and then um you know they take the scripts and um they choose a certain amount and then those get uploaded onto amazon and they keep track of sales of reviews everything uh for a three-month period so we've been going since the beginning of january and uh we're going to be ending at the end of march and the way they try to pitch it is instead of just having um you know unknown mm-hmm. i guess judges they want the public to be the judge so it's up to you to get out there um market yeah, your promote, script, yeah. promote yeah. it and that's one of the reasons we're on here because we know you have a great audience who enjoys action mm-hmm. and, and so movies and yeah. movies yeah. and stuff so we're, we have our script johnny was a gangster and it's on Amazon.com. It's in both uh, print format and uh, digital. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you have an e-reader, uh, Kindle, Kindle gotcha. you could download it. Um, and at the end of the competition, uh, the th- top three sales leaders get get a uh, marketing and promotion package. Very that, cool. That, of course, really is cool. one step closer to turning this into a feature film. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, major congratulations to both no, of you guys. Thank you. Cool, guys. Thank you. You know, it's, a, it's, it's different because, you know, most of the guys that are out there hustling are half our age <laughs> yeah well you, you know, know you have more experience but only half on as sexy but, <laughs> but, the, but the other uh, one we're working on third script is a our third script is um um heist film mm-hmm. which is in the style of usual suspects and reservoir dogs yeah, so, yeah. so that's the one we're working on now and we're you know still still trying to hash out some things yeah and, but we're, we're pr- proceeding really good so cool really proud of our work but. we got you that's awesome. cool. That's awesome, yeah. guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I wish you. you the best of luck and keep us posted. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys will get the, the the exclusive premiere. Hey, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. First copy. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, cool. we love that. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Um, uh, all right. So next up, uh, sort of shifting, not genres, because Logan is ultimately an action movie oh, uh, in the vein definitely. of Western. Yeah. yeah. You guys haven't seen Logan yet, and that's okay no. because we, uh, well, you guys are busy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have two kids, yeah. and one's a cheerleader, and one's a soccer player. So you can imagine. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I complain it's about the LA traffic so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Logan is a movie that's it's big. It's the last Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie. A guy yeah. who one of the defining voices in the superhero genre for right. movies. Certainly. Um, well, Gene, have you, well, have you seen the Deadpool two trailer? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is trying to make sure that it's not the case. That yeah. He went oh yeah. Sure. No, he really rails like for a Deadpool Wolverine movie. Like, yeah. So ever since the Deadpool movie started like, getting yeah. steam, uh, uh, Gene, you and I saw it a while ago, yeah. and we never did a review of it. Some asshole didn't have time to edit it and didn't notify <laughs> you. Yeah, that was you. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but we both really loved it yeah, a lot. I, yeah, I, I loved I loved Logan. Like you know Wolverine. I think I think I said in the review. Now maybe we'll have up 
I don't know. Uh, this that, is a new review now. Yeah. Like, Wolverine, I feel, is, like, the best Marvel character. Like, for DC, it's Batman. And, like, you know, I hear all these complaints, like, oh, they overuse Wolverine. Or, like, Wolverine, they you, t- you hear too much of his origin or you find out too much. Or they wrote him. They overwrote him. But it's, like, you know, Wolverine is, like, the most compelling, like, most dramatic, like, most interesting Marvel character, you know, that he deserves, like, all this attention and, you know he's you know he's the best he is at what he does and you know logan like submitted him as like the like the the best like most well-written most like you know best marvel character and like you know wolverine is you know he's the you know he's wolverine you know well if i can interject i think the the reason why people often have that criticism of like oh logan is overused or because in some ways he kind of is, mm-hmm. and I think they. But he deserves it. No, well, but he deserves yeah. it. But I think they 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 dump him into situations where, uh-huh. oh my God, what are we gonna do here? Let's just put Wolverine. That'll solve yeah, everything. Sure. You know, and and I don't think they've given him the respect that, like you said, the character deserves. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's become the crutch. In yeah. Some, in some definitely. movies, I yeah. definitely agree with that. And like, X Men Apocalypse movie that I I <laughs> not too big a fan of, honestly. Right. Um, God. And there's a 20 minute diversion in the story the where, stops where they the go text. visit Wolverine again, and they they just repeat a yeah, movie, flashback, not even a full yeah. scene, a flashback from <laughs> previous movies. Yeah. Um, but Hugh Jackman's always right. been so good, and there's like this interesting trilogy of, of Wolverine movies because they get better as they go along, yeah. and you start like at kind of the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, but they sort of represent the past, present, and future of Wolverine. Right. Present with Wolverines because you know he can't die; it's his eternity yeah. is his present. And then you get yeah. to the end, and we don't really need to talk about yeah. origins. I'm I will not say, crazy yeah. about that I one. really want to add, like coming out of the movie, like there were tears, manly oh. tears coming out, because <laughs> we won't we won't say what happens, but like it really Logan. got what's oh. up, Logan right now. Yeah, yeah Logan, 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 Logan. Logan really got me. Like I don't know, like because if you know, I just love Wolverine so much, but like it also had uh, no, well, no, I don't know if it's a spoiler. It kind of got out, but it really features uh, the movie Shane. Like that's a big part of yeah. Logan. Yeah. And that's probably like one of my favorite Western movies. Classic. And yeah, it's a classic. And you know, just that they included that like in some form. I won't say what it was. Just really. Well, I mean, you, me you can talk about how it's used without saying oh, like sure. specifically. Yeah. Like, I mean, because the movie is it's a really great Western. Mm-hmm. It's a great action movie, but it's also like one of those action movies that meditates on the use of violence and mm-hmm. how. Like, it's not just cool that Wolverine slashes people up left and right. I mean, that yeah, that's kind of cool, awesome. you know, yeah. uh, because it's not real. Like, if you saw someone actually doing that, you'd be like, call the police right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's sad. He doesn't want to fight anymore. He's tired. He's old. He's like, you know, he, he doesn't care about living anymore. And just the way that they use that, I thought that was, that but, was well, pretty mature. Just, well, hearing you describe it, it's kind of like um, we had a post up recently. Somebody had it up um, about what's your favorite movie. You know, and mm. that's difficult. But I, I was telling the my friend on Facebook, you know, to me it's it's the Unforgiven, and they're yeah. like the Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, it's like you know, you always see the shoot 'em up, High Noon, you know, right. uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly for a, fris- a few, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fistful of dollars, or whatever. But they never tell you about what happens when the guy gets older, right? You yeah. know, or, or what what's his compulsion to continue doing mm-hmm. what he's doing right and this actually shows you hey there's some point where you're like fuck it i don't want to do this anymore you <laughs> yeah know? i want to just be able to ride into the sunset and live my life in peace but there's mm-hmm. always that one thing you brings know that you brings back. you back yeah, yeah like I it's think definitely that's, yeah unforgiven that's so great it's about a, logan yeah. also it's like yeah he is Basically. the best at what he does what he does is very nice and he doesn't want to be the best at it. he doesn't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. and the use of shane in the movie is so good because it's like 
it, it's not that Shane is referenced in the movie. It's why Shane is referenced in the movie. And Logan's about like almost metatextually about the X-Men characters legacy, like just in comics and what yeah. these characters mean to people and what Logan in this universe means to people in like, that, it's just really, really impressive right. stuff. It, it's really grown on me, and I've yeah. seen it twice now, and I loved it even more. I, it's I it's definitely my favorite X-Men movie now. Oh, you could also say uh, kind of like representative uh, kind of what Marvel's doing with the X-Men because they're kind of uh, <laughs> sweeping them under the rug, too. I, I, I've, I've tuned out. There's yeah. just there's just no oh, time uh, <laughs> for me. Quick note, Marvel Comics is like Fantastic Four and X-Men, pe- com- characters they don't have the movie rights to. Right, All the comics, they're kind of awesome. slowly undermining, like not featuring them. Like they killed off Wolverine. Like they canceled Fantastic Four. Well, X X twenty three is Wolverine now, and I think that's yeah, that's a cool. Well, they killed Wolverine. off Logan, but yeah. just uh, kind of representative of that. But anyway, um, comics are weird. Yeah, comics. <laughs> they they <laughs> um, never make sense. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Logan. It's you know, it's like I think it's like up there with the Dark Knight. Like it's like the top tire of like what a superhero I I think be. I actually might prefer it. I, I don't know. It's, it's Dark Knight's a Dark Knight though. Yeah, I know, but that's not even my favorite one. Okay. You know this. Right? Yeah, I know. No. No. <laughs> I mean, they they're all up there, but like they're all great. It it's it's a good time to be a fan. Yeah. Uh, I had this section labeled is Logan really that good? And yes. yeah, yeah, it is really that good, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I guess so. moving on to the Yeah, so let's move on to something more relevant. News. Um as of the time of recording this, the Justice League trailer just dropped this morning. Yeah. yeah, some people have strong feelings about the DC movies. Yeah. I I've, <laughs> I think I've, I've said my piece, and I'm just tired now, and I don't care. I had no reaction to the trailer, so I'll just let you guys take yeah. it away. I got nothing. So I, I showed you guys a trailer like before yeah. we started. And, like I think uh, I think I put this on Facebook, but to quote George Bush, it's like you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, mm. won't get fooled again. Because <laughs> it's like you know, it's a good trailer, and it's like everything looks cool, and like you know, it's edited well, and like it's it, you know. It seems like it's supposed to get you hyped, but it's like I've been through like two Zack Snyder DC movies, Man of Steel. I know you hate, but like I, I enjoyed Man of Steel, but like BVS just broke my heart into pieces. Like I was like giving it the benefit of the doubt for like ten months, all the because they they promoted that movie for like a year before it came out, and like I watched it with an open mind. I knew like all the bad reviews. I'm like it can't be that bad, and then like when I went in, was like it's that bad. And, like, for me, it was just, like, Zack Snyder, like, okay, he could have Superman snap a neck because it's, like, it worked for whatever reason. But, like, as soon as he had, like, Batman, like, stab a man in the heart and, like, you know, shoot someone and, like, kill everyone, it's, like... Which goes against, by the way, his major code, his ethics, you know, never shoot somebody Mm -hmm. because the whole thing with his parents, but... And it's, like, it's, like, it's so simple to get. Batman doesn't kill, Batman doesn't use guns, and, like, Zack Snyder's, like... Well, in the Dark Knight Returns, he kills people, and it's like, did you read it? It's like he never kills anyone in the Dark Knight Returns, you know. And it's like, um, yeah, it's like it's just so simple. It's not rocket science. It's one plus, you know, one plus one equals two. Well, I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. the, the trailer looks re- like really well edited. They chose the best scenes, right? But it's kind of one of those situations where, like, are they, are they kind of like repeating what they did with the first one, where they show you all <laughs> the really good stuff, and then you go in yeah. there and you're like, fuck, all the good stuff was the only thing that was in the, <laughs> you know? yeah. You know, how can they stretch two minutes into two hours? Yeah, they could but, be all class and, and whole. Yeah, body because I'm a fan of Zack Snyder going back to 300. Yeah, like he, yeah, like 300's good. Oh, yeah. is good. But, but then Dawn you wonder the how dead. much how much Frank Miller's influence was in uh, that? You know, oh, with, for 300, with, for 300. You know, yeah. how, was it you know Zack Snyder? Or was it Frank Miller? Kind of like, hey, you got <laughs> to This is not the way I want it. This right. is the way you got to do it. Yeah. You know? That extra influence there. Frank Miller also because of uh, Batman Return. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Zack Snyder just 
misunderstands the characters. Yeah, like, like I, I mean, perspective, subjective movies are subjective. Yeah. That's totally fine. But I think that when he, like, he talks about Watchmen, he's like, oh, this is the stuff I really like. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's just so violent and like the sex. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, that's not, no, that's not what? what? <laughs> you know, and then I'll talk about like the Fountainhead as being like this great oh, okay. story about like artists and like the struggle. And I'm like, whoa. Oh. Yeah. We do not see eye to eye yeah. at all. But then, yeah. Okay, but then okay, you could have your, your issue with, with mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, but then you have to turn around and say, well, where are the executives on this? If you already yeah. know oh, no, that no, no. this it's, is this not... This is a big yeah, group of people making wrong decisions. Yeah, yeah, they're making the... Because, I mean, if you already have, let's say, uh, a misstep mm-hmm. with Batman versus Superman. Right, a huge misstep. A bit, hu- I mean, yeah. humongous. But then, you know, you're seeing what other... other uh, studios are doing mm-hmm. like the direction they're taking right you know and how sticking close to the ethos of what the comic book character is mm-hmm. how important that is to keep the, the the movie marketable yeah why are you then kind of going on this kind of broody emo version of batman right. and superman yeah. you know gonna... taking this because i mean there's and there's nothing wrong with you know, looking at and, and analyzing the dark part of a super. You know, we yeah. always look at the, oh, yeah. the superhero is great. He does this. He right. does that for the the public, and he saves them. Mm-hmm. But not every character has to be like yeah. dark and really like yeah. Superman. You know, like all he does is all he does in BVS is he he uh, he he reacts to something. He's sad. He goes away, and then he comes back. Like he just gets sad and like reacts. And to tie it back to Logan, I mean, yeah. uh, to your point about Wolverine being the best one, uh-huh. that, I think that's arguable, but I mostly agree. Logan's yeah. so good because that's the type of story Wolverine fits in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Batman versus Superman, ideally on paper, might be the sort of movie that Batman and Superman fit in. Like, have the world around them be dark and have them struggle to fight against yeah, that. Yeah, instead of them being dark. And yeah, like, and I mean, I don't know. Really, I'm, I'm a big Batman Returns fan. I think that's a great movie. It's not a good Batman movie, but yeah, I think sure. it's a great movie. Okay. And he blows up like a warehouse full of villains in that. Okay. You know, yeah. like you can do whatever you want with these characters just tell a good story but yeah. if you can't even do that yeah. it's, I don't care anyways you know what I really hate like all the people that like like praise BVS as like this kind of like they sound like you know people that like well, I mean they're, the... they're entitled to their opinion yeah, no, I no, mean no. the ones that don't send us tre- death threats yeah no so. but like they always <laughs> they always come off like some like <laughs> is this class bulletproof by the way? they always come off as like some like indie rock dude that's like oh you just don't get it like Everyone like that like really likes it. They're always like, you don't get it. Like, how do you like? Well, like it's, it's well, like yeah. okay. Well, that could be true, but then you go, okay. Well, explain to me in terms mm. of the character, yeah, the story. You know, right. to say oh, I just don't get it. To say just don't get it is pretty much saying I don't have an argument. Mm-hmm. As to yeah. It's just a subjective. And thing. I've read some really good arguments online. Like I, I fundamentally disagree with them, but you know what? That movie has inspired they're very wrong. interesting writing okay. for, for me wrong. to read sometimes. I mean, sometimes. It's kind of like, kinda like if you sit down with my wife and she explains to you why <laughs> Showgirls is one of her favorite movies, and I'm like, are you out of your? <laughs> I mean, that's grounds uh, for her annulment right there, woman. It's like it has some good quality. Yeah, dog food. Oh, Showgirls dog is total schlock. Dog food is uh, awesome. Dog food. Oh. Uh, Versace. But, yeah, Family you know. but yeah, just closing off on BVS, it's just, I don't know, um, or Justice League, just, I just don't want to give it another chance. Well, here, uh, Renee, what, what do you think about the Justice League trailer? Uh, well, you know, you guys know me. Uh, I actually did 
not I did not hate BVS for what it was. I took it for what it was, and, it, and you know I did enjoy it. Um, I will agree it's not it, it's not the great movie of all time, but it, to me it's not. The, it's there's there's worse <laughs> there's worse comic book movies out there. Yeah. I will you know? say I like Suicide Squad a lot. Less. I hated Suicide and, Squad. You know, my actually. man, we never I, talked I, about it. Okay, know, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I hated Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can agree though that Golga Dots. Yeah, no, movies yeah, in that breastplate just look wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Wonder Woman was good. The theme, like, just Wonder Woman was fine. And she has, she has like a, a nice heroic action presence yeah. too. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about it, her yeah. at it's, all. It's Batman funny Superman. how they're like trying to make Wonder Woman super good because they know fans <laughs> are gonna go ballistic yeah. if they screw up Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has yeah. an unfair amount of pressure now. Now yeah. it has to be the first great. Uh, woman-led mm-hmm. superhero movie yeah. now has to be the first like universally loved DC yeah, movie. Basically. Like, that's just not. Right. right. There's no way. Yeah. Did, did you there's hear no all way the like nitpicking like you know of Wonder Woman? Apparently, there was the last trailer that came out, and like I think a group of people are already mad because they she showed her underarms and they were <sighs> shaven, and they're like, uh, "Why is Wonder Woman?" I'm like, yeah. "What is that? Your only that's complaint?" <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. that's and ridiculous. Then, uh, okay. And, and that just goes to the argument: Why do feminists feel they have to look like Wookies in order to be? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with some personal hygiene and personal grooming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just one last note on Justice League: I just don't get like why Zack Snyder's hired because there was a fourth that came out. BVS, you know how much they profited? It was like a. Oh, they lost a lot of money. No, no, no. They no. only profited a hundred million dollars. That's how much they made off that whole movie: a hundred million. How much That's, did they put? They put a lot like, of money. They probably into put it. like five hundred million. No, no, it was like two hundred million for the movie, and then like two hundred like million for marketing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't get the mentality. Yeah. Okay, behind so it. just moving on. Matrix reboot. Really quick thoughts. Okay, it's not on. a reboot. <laughs> it's like a prequel <laughs> about Morpheus. Oh, well, I mean, nothing's really been confirmed. There's rumors that Michael B. Jordan's supposed to play the young yeah, Morpheus. and then Zach Stentz, oh, yeah. the guy I think who's hired to, to yeah. pitch it or write it, yeah. was like, "Oh, guys, like, there's not, it's not a Matrix reboot. Like, we'd be crazy to." And I was like, "Okay, good." And they're like, "But there are other stories in this universe we want to tell." I'm like, "All right, yeah. like, so you guys gonna hire the so Wachowski being more like again? a prequel? Then? It's a no prequel. Idea. It seems like what is it? I mean, like, kind of like how Fantastic Beasts is, where it's like sure the maybe. world well, of the Matrix. Yeah, right. Like, you guys okay with that? Have you guys like have you guys ever seen the anime movie, The Animatrix? No. Yeah, I saw Dude, that. that's that's amazing. That was actually, pretty good. Like, I think because I think the Matrix is such an interesting world that there could be uh there could be other stories. I think this, yeah, but I think this is the type of property where you have to keep the Wachowski sisters on board. Yeah, because this is their idea. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't something like Harry Potter. You're like, oh yeah, you put these directors over here and these stories over here. Mm-hmm. You put the stories, but you, you have to get those minds because regardless of their faults. On occasion, the Wachowski sisters are such mm-hmm. like ingenious filmmakers. Right, sure. Like their their movies are never dull. They're always doing something yeah. big and bold. And sometimes their ideas like, are too big for right. them. I'll say, I but hate I'd rather Speed see Racer, that. But like it, it was interesting. Sure. Which like the, Speed already, Racer. Speed they Racer. did the Speed Racer movie. Oh, yeah, like, I, I, I loved Speed Racer. Oh, Speed Racer I, was actually really pretty good. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, like yeah, absolutely. I'll give it a chance. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. The Hemlock Grove they did was good, right? They didn't do Hemlock oh, Grove. They did, they did uh, Sense8. I oh. hear Sense8's really good. I yeah, Sense8, I heard it's good. Well, what do you guys think? Matrix reboot? I'm a purist. Okay. Right. You know, I, I don't like... I mean, when when the new Ben-Hur movie came out, my my, my, my uh, siblings were like, are you going to go see it? I go, I already saw my, my yeah. Ben-Hur. I don't yeah. need another Ben-Hur. Right. You know, if they were to redo Jaws, I've seen my Jaws. I don't yeah, have to don't see that. To see but it's really good. You know, the, uh, that's part of the reason why, even with Kong, I'm kind of like, 
You mm-hmm. know, it's like I saw my 1970s Kong. I, right. I, I, you know that that that's a, that's fair. Yeah, it's like, but I mean, I'm willing to give it a chance. Okay. You know? When it comes to red box, right, right, right. <laughs> but it's not yeah, they, you know, yeah. it's not like you know, fifty bucks have to pay for a sitter and go right. out and leave the kids. Home. Well, yeah. I think that's yeah. an interesting point too. Like sometimes, you know, unless you're like paid to professionally write about movies every week, every week, every week, yeah. you like you don't have to watch everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, you don't. Like no. if you do some, choose. like that's just you can rent everything. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Justice League. Or, that's just that's clearly Netflix. not going to be yeah. for me. So I'm I'm probably not going to watch it in theaters. You know, right. pull, pull the wife together. Netflix and chill. No. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. yeah, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, next up, uh, Baby Driver, Edgar Wright's upgoming movie, August 2017. Mm-hmm. Gene and I are pretty big Edgar Wright fans. Yeah. What about you guys? Big fans, Shaun of the Dead, a lot of action. Comedy. Yeah, well, considering uh, no, I was seeing the the trailer, seeing what his background is, it was mm-hmm. like, man, this is a little bit of a departure because, like, you know, Hot Fuzz and all that yeah. stuff is kind of like yeah. more like a spoof, comedic, yeah. you right. know, comedic, and this seems more like an oh, original. Man, like, he's very, uh, he said in interviews, like, he's very inspired of, like, all the 70s, like, dry, you know, like, action uh, chase movies. So, like, Bullet. Or, Bullet like, I was going to yeah. say Bullet, classic. Uh, trying to remember some other uh, ones you mentioned. I, I don't think he mentioned it, but... Death Thief, Race 2000. Thief and Drive. <laughs> yeah. Like, the setup is Thief and Drive. Like, yeah. a hot yeah. getaway uh, heist artist uh, meets a beautiful woman at the diner, and then they fall in love. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's set up to dr- uh, drive and Thief. That's not a negative. I'm just saying, like, you could see the inspirations flow. And that's why he's such a cool director. Mm-hmm. You see, like, his inspirations, and he's like, all right, now my turn to do something with it. Yeah. And he does yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Thief with James Conn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. So good. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. The trailer is just amazingly edited. You know, just he, he cuts so well and just, yeah, as an editor, I'm, I love it. And that's but. another uh, director, I think, that his idea, it's like the reverse Wachowski sisters. His ideas might not be huge, mm-hmm. but he executes them so oh, well. Yeah, definitely. You know? And then, great. I don't know, did anybody else get the vibe uh, that the guy in the movie uh-huh. Might be kind of like on a, a functioning oh, autistic, yeah. Like yeah, no, the whole was, thing with the with the headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He has some um, pretty inclusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. He has like, uh, uh, characters some, with disabilities. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Ben Affleck movie, the the accountant, like, yeah, where he's like, yeah. he's like a super, like he has like a disability, but it's like a superpower in a way. Yeah, um, yeah it, I don't think it's autism for baby driver, but he has something where it's like he's in chronic pain and it, like he there's like the, a he buzzing, the, he need, yeah, he and so that. he used the music to tune it but out. It could be and interpreted then, that way. Yeah, it could be. No, uh, no, that's literally oh, what the, the thing is in that movie. Yeah, um, and then the soundtrack to the movie is going to be his playlist his on playlist. his yeah, on his MP3 player or iPod, whatever kids yeah. have these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just moving on to pitch a movie, we're going <laughs> to have you guys so pitch a monster movie, and we're going to give you. Um, you know, we explained before, we're going to give you one note each, and then we're going to go back to this later in the podcast, and you'll pitch this for us. So kind of like an improv thing. So Diego, do you, um, you want to give the first note? Yeah, okay. Yeah. The first note, it has to tie into the King Kong Godzilla monster movie universe. So it needs Destroy to Destroy all monsters verse. types. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be one of those creatures, but it has to tie into that. Yeah. Renee? Uh, I was going to say, I'm trying to think of what... The monster can fight specifically. Come back to me. Actually. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll give you a note. Um, yeah. All right. So it needs to have Mothra. Mothra needs to be oh, in there. Because <laughs> I think Mothra gets Mothra's a bad rap. Mothra does yes. get a bad rap. Because it's like everyone's like, mm, she's a moth, but she's the only good monster. But she's been Godzilla several times, so no one gives her the credit. Yeah, take that, nerds. Yeah. Renee? Then, you know what? Then towards the end, you got to hint at King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. Oh, King Ghidorah. Okay. Yeah. So anything with those three points and you're good, guys. Yeah. 
and then cool so we're gonna go back to that later um we're gonna cut right now to an interview segment with len uh len ween the creator of wolverine um just a note about this interview um i just you know when we were doing this it was in a convention center so it's a little uh you know the sound might not be the best and uh you know uh, the first part of the interview got cut off for technical you know technical issues but you know um in the two minutes we have he's talking about Watchmen because he was the editor of Watchmen he talks a little about just comics in general so you know please enjoy uh so you're recording yes okay so uh Len you were the uh editor on Watchmen and uh DC is uh sort of bringing back the characters it seems do you have uh any uh thoughts on that I can't wait to see what they do with them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, most famously, you uh, disagreed with the uh, the ending for uh, Watchmen, which was right, the uh, Outer Limits, um, the Outer Limits uh, episode. I forgot the name of it specifically. Uh, the Architects of Fear. Yeah, the Architects of Fear. Um, just off topic, do you like that uh, that episode as a as a story? Sure. Okay. Cool, cool. And um, one last question here. Bear with me. Oh. And the uh, Watchmen for the movie ending, did you like that a little better? I like some of the changes they made. Getting rid of the squid, certainly I like. I did not like how violent it was. It was more violent than the comic. Right. But that's Zack Snyder. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Taylor. Really appreciate it. Cool. Hello. Welcome back to the Waffle Press Podcast. Uh, that was an interview with Lane Ween. Uh, did I pronounce that right? I didn't I even. Think so. La- yeah. Lane, Lane Ween. I don't want to hard, hard like, ruin anyone's name. I hate that shit. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're going to talk about our first monster movie experiences. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Oh, okay, here we go. There it is. There okay, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Took a uh, while. Obviously, the king of monsters, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Gene, you, you're a big monster yeah, movie fan. I'm a fan. huge monster movie fan. Yeah. So, first first uh, monster movie that I could... Well, I think I could recall. Muzz, memory is a little fuzzy, but I remember seeing first King Kong. Like, my dad brought it on a VHS tape from, like, work or something. Classic. And, like, you know, I think I was, like... I was okay with King Kong. I remember, like, falling asleep, like, during watching it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, it didn't really do it for me. I was, like, a four-year-old. But, like, he was, like, oh, okay, you didn't really like this one. Here's Godzilla. And, like, Godzilla I completely, like, fell in love with at, like, four years old. Like, it was the original, uh, black and white. I think it was, I want to say it was the American one because I remember Raymond Burr. And if you guys see the Raymond, <laughs> the Raymond Burr one, is like, it's so bad, the editing. Well, I didn't know at the time, but, like, they just... They literally like cut the movie. The movie stops, and then he explains like what's going on as the movie's going on. He's like, you know, he's this weird narrator just explaining what you already know. And like the way they put him in the scenes is so bad. Like, you know, they have an obvious stand-in for like all the Japanese characters, and he's talking to them, and like, 
you know, it's just, it's bad. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, I fell in love with it. Um, funny thing is like, I always tell this to people, like I felt more empathy with when Godzilla dies than when Kong dies. Cause it's like when Kong dies, it's like, I don't, I don't feel anything like he is like, so basically you're okay with nuclear Armageddon, but slavery. No, well, that's, no, no. That's, like, that's cause God, no, cause it's like King Kong, King Kong, like you're supposed to feel sorry for him. But like when I was a kid, it's like, yeah, but he's destroying all this stuff. And he's like, Oh, cause he, he's not supposed to be there. Yeah, he's, he's just not, reactionary. He, he's not supposed to be there, but like, you're supposed to feel this great empathy. And it's like, I don't really, you know, I don't feel bad for him. Cause it's like, he got what he deserved, but it's like, what? Like, Whoa. <laughs> well, yeah. see, whereas I'm the opposite. I mean, okay. it's kind of like what Diego was saying. It's, King Kong, they took him out of his home right. area and they put him in the middle of some place he's not supposed to be. Yeah. So you could kind of see him being like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out of here." You know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess yeah. things up. But would Godzilla, you bring a coyote into your house, Gene? No, but, exactly. But it's not. But, but then yeah. Godzilla is the opposite. Godzilla comes in and like, "Look at the city. I'm thinking I'm gonna fuck shit up." Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like, yeah, there was no provocation. There was no right. But you know, for like Godzilla, it's like he's the last of his kind. He is like you know this. You know, he's this. Mo- I think he has like the he has the he's the most well designed monster. Like, just he looks like you know gorgeous as like you know monster design. He's the king of the monsters. Like, and in the movie, it makes no apologies for him. He just he is what he is. You know, he just he's a monster. He destroys and like you know it's sad. Like just like the ending, I think is sadder because it's like first he's the last of his kind and they have to destroy him because there's no other way. And like you know, the they use the oxygen destroyer, and it's also sad because the you know the creator dies and he sacrifices himself because it's like he doesn't want people to use this as a weapon again, which they probably will. And then the third thing is just like <laughs> people will still use it as a weapon, and it's just I don't know. It was a sadder ending for it's, me. It's sadder for what it means for the world, but I think like as an individual just, identity, yeah. King just, Kong is clearly sadder. No, nah, well that's just my just my thing. Right, but that's, yeah, that's that was fair. my first monster movie and I just watched every single Godzilla movie after. Well I'm gonna date myself here. Uh-huh. First monster experience or movie was watching Channel Five used to have like movie oh, weeks. Yeah. Uh, stole I, my answer. I, I used to watch with my dad the movie Monster Movie Week, and it would start off with Godzilla, yeah, and then move on to Mantra and so on. Did you ever and, see Gorga? Oh, Gorga, uh, and then it would end always with uh, Destroy All Monsters. Oh, and, that's mm. the best. So, but Baby Godzilla, not so, so oh, much Minya? of a fan, but Minya, yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't know. But Godzilla is definitely my favorite. Yeah, definitely. He's the king of the monsters. He's the king of monsters. Um, similar to Scotty, you know, I, I, you know, it was reruns on channel five or channel, channel five. nine channel five channel uh, nine also yeah yeah channel nine was the karate movies that's <laughs> but um i mean just hearing that roar I, I remember trying to emulate that godzilla something about that guy godzilla roar mm-hmm. just it's like oh yeah. you know, i love that letting the it's, it's almost like a metallic oh you know what you know, how they do the sound design for that right oh. it's a gate it's like a gate that creaks i remember watching like a special i, I can't remember but they use like this creaky gate to make that kind of. And then they just. Uh, they, yeah, that's the that's like the basis of it, and I'm sure like they add other things. Like other it. effects and yeah, stuff. But, but yeah, you know, I used to love watching them, and you know, I, I'm kind of a- ambivalent on the King Kong Godzilla mm-hmm. argument because I love both. Yeah, they're both but, great. Yeah, they're great. Um, you know, it just brings back, like Scott says, you know, brings back memories of childhood, and, and that's why, like I said, I'm a purist. I don't like three makes you know matthew broderick has no root you know, stick, stick to the We're producers not... fuckers stick to the producers you know um like two ferris yeah you have to yeah ferris bueller too you know um but 
don't mess up my Godzilla movies yeah. and don't, you know. Right. Did you like the recent Godzilla movie? I haven't had a chance to see it yet from what I've seen. Okay. It, it looks like it's going back to kind of like the classic, like, you know, like yeah. the original, well, not the original, the God, the King Kong movies that, that you know, we 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 saw as, you know, as kids, because mine was the, was it the Jessica Lange one? Oh, the Jeffrey. Oh. Did you ever hear they use, I think they built like a real life size Kong that they only used for like five seconds. Yeah, for like, you know, one, <laughs> it was one shot. Yeah, so nice, like a military, yeah. You know, to me that, you know, that, that's, that's, oh, that's the God. ultimate childhood memory yeah. sitting with my, my parents at the movie theater watching that, that mm. King Kong version. Yeah. Diego? Um, I don't even remember what specifically Godzilla movie it was, but I had countless VHS of the Godzilla series. Mm. Just countless. I've seen so many of those movies, um, but I could not name you any specific one except for the first one and the most recent one and oh. Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my, the one I remember watching the most yeah, was uh, uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Oh, okay. I really liked the robot Godzilla oh, yeah. a lot as a With kid. King Caesar, the dog? Mm-hmm. The dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that, that's the one that, that I watched like all the yeah, time. My one. parents must have hated me just having that thing on loop. Oh, my parents hated me for what? Yeah, they they hated like I don't know. They didn't hate the Godzilla movies, but like I kept rewatching it, rewatching it, and they just got tired of it. <laughs> but yeah, those that, that was yeah. Yeah, but monsters are cool. Monsters uh, but are I guess good. like does Jurassic Park count as a monster movie? Yeah, sure. Okay, I mean the the dinosaurs because I mean that's that's the movie that got me into movies basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So cool. that all goes back to that. Right. Um, so I guess we'll move on to our next segment. Yeah, this is a little different. You guys still have uh, like 10, 15 more minutes to discuss or think about your, your pitch. Uh, okay, we're working on it. <laughs> well, Gene and I uh, mm-hmm. talk about Kong Skull Island, a movie that was maybe my most anticipated movie of the year. I loved Godzilla 2014. He didn't. Um, <laughs> he loved Kong Skull yeah. Island. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So let's, let's go at it. Uh, if you guys want to moderate this debate. Oh. Well, here, let, let's talk about our thoughts on Godzilla 2014. Go, like, take okay. 30 seconds and... So Godzilla 20, 20, 2014. 14. 2014. I remember, like, just being so anticipated for it. I, um, you know, I watched all the trailers. I was, like, I think when the first trailer came out, I was just... Because it leaked first. I remember it leaked first. And then they, their Warner Brothers, like, jumped on it. And I saw the leaked version. I was like so hyped. And then when they put the official version, I was even you know hyped even more. Everything about it, I was just loving. Brian Cranston was in it. Like God, you know Gareth Edwards, director of Monsters. I loved, uh, you know, like the way he was talking about it, the way he was talking about Godzilla. And I watched every trailer. I got so hyped. Bought the soundtrack. Bought it. At, you know, bought it at like a IMAX or whatever. And then I saw the movie. It was like May fourteenth, twenty fourteen. I was just. I came out of the theater and I was just livid. I've never been livid before. And I was just like, I just felt they just dropped the ball just so bad, you know, on just the, uh, like how the screen time for Godzilla, how they use Godzilla, the human characters, just everything about it was just, there were some good moments, but it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. And then I was pretty excited for it because I, I yeah. love Godzilla too. And the, the trailers are awesome. The marketing's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched the movie. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And then I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, Day in, day out. I, I bought it on uh, on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. I, I I don't know how often I watched it, but I watch yeah. it pretty often. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the human characters are like uninteresting, but after a certain point, because like they're not the point of the movie. Like it's yeah. all about how Godzilla reacts, or right, right. how Godzilla um, uh-huh. like 
represents the the balance of nature and like restoring yeah, everything no, I, I that comes that. before and like even just from the opening shot like it's a Jurassic Park shot of the helicopter going into like the jungle and man exploring places maybe they shouldn't be exploring it's well shot it's mm-hmm. great and, cinematography yeah and then like just compare that shot to like the final shot of like Godzilla going back into the water and the water just sits still yeah because no, everything's gonna go back to I'm normal. not knocking the we don't matter at all. it's not about the cinematography okay. it's about oh, how okay. the cinematography sorry, means to the movie <laughs> okay. you know like I'll let you go sorry the human characters are uninteresting because they're not the point of the movie. Godzilla and what he means is the point of the movie. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's fucking okay. brilliant. Okay, I, so I think it's the best Godzilla movie. Okay, so that's your spiel? Yeah. All right, now we're going to officially duke right. it out. Uh, Kong's, are, Kong's Island. Now we got to talk about okay. Kong's. We haven't actually the talked about it. gloves are not off yet. And then yeah. gloves okay, come off. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> no holds barred. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so, an alley in the back. You guys can go. Kong School Island, uh, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. I lost track of time. So I saw Kong School Island on my first day off as an assistant editor after working nights. I was like sleep deprived. I was exhausted. I didn't see it the whole weekend. I saw it like on the last Sunday or whatever. And like I just came in this movie just feeling nothing. And leaving, I felt, oh my God, it was just great. I loved everything about Kong, Kong School Island, like just the way it was shot, um, the way like the aesthetic and like just. Everything about it, like the editing was just insane. Um, Kong, I loved how they redid Kong where he's like a god on this island. Like he's, I mean, he was kind of like that in the original, but he's he's literally a god to them. Like just all the Vietnam War themes they had. Just like Samuel Jackson was great in it. Like, you know, uh, John Goodman was great. Like all the world building they did with Monarch was just awesome. Um uh, you know, like Kong had a definite role in the movie. You know, you knew what he did. He was a great monster. Um, I love that they didn't go back and do go to New York and do the same stuff because, you know, like the 70s remake, they did the same stuff. They had the same plot. The Peter Jackson movie, which is great, great film, but they just do the same thing. And this one was like, no, let's not do that. Let's do this instead. And I know there are flaws. Like it could be 20 minutes less. You could cut 20 minutes of that movie. You know, probably be better. Um, the themes maybe are a little muddled, but you know, I just dug the shit out of that movie. I just fell in love with it. You know. Yeah, I I fell in love with portions of it. Okay. And I I don't think it's dumb. I don't agree with yeah. that argument at all. It is clearly it clearly has a lot in its mind. It's uh-huh. got a very strong anti-war message. Yeah. Perfect for the Vietnam War allegories. Yeah. The problem is that. I also don't care about the stock characters. That's not the problem with the movie. Yeah, because it's, it's like, who's going in a monster movie? Like, the problem let, is let, too many of them like, survive, and then they become pointless. Okay. And not in the same way they're pointless in Godzilla, like inherently to show how humanity doesn't matter to the world. Mm-hmm. They're pointless because they like having these really good actors in the movie, mm-hmm. even if they have nothing to do. John Goodman, what does he do after he goes to the island, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kong is awesome. The monster fights, awesome, awesome to watch on the big screen. Oh, like, great. I was great. The monster designs, it's just these gorgeous Gold constructions. Colors. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to spend more time, like, doing that. Like, it was very, like, we got to go to point A to point B, point C, point yeah, yeah. B. And um, I don't think that's a fault of the director, Jordan Vogue Roberts. I he's think great. He, he's, he's great. And he's Larry, do a Fong's, Metal Gear movie. Larry Fong's cinematography is, is awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Um, the skull crawlers are really interesting monster designs, too. They're just Cubone, by the way. I, like, this isn't a, this isn't an indictment uh, or anything. Sure, sure, sure. They're Pokemon design. Okay. Like he said that they're Pokemon. And the Mewtwo's are just the monsters from monsters. Again, it's not a criticism. And the Mewtwo's are way cooler than the monsters from monsters. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> it just it doesn't feel like 
it knows how to explore the themes when the monsters aren't on board or when there's not a scene of Samuel L. Jackson or John C. Riley. <laughs> right, right. And there are all the ideas are in there, so I can't like say it doesn't have anything on its mind, mm-hmm. but they don't always follow through on them. Okay. It's like the Man of Steel thing for me. We're like, oh yeah, we'll talk about it. And right, then right. a single scene represents something, but they don't follow through on it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's like starting a paragraph with like a kick ass like introduction and then talking mm-hmm. about right. A recipe for cranberry sauce in the next scene, you know, and so it just yeah. it doesn't mix. And some of the deaths are like really Jurassic World level mean, mm-hmm. like unnecessarily so. Yeah, and so, like there's one specifically towards the finale where like this it looks like this big sacrificial hero moment, and then the guy gets bitch slapped to the side and he just blows up for no reason. That was, was like, cool. Like that was why go- is it cool? Because why it's is- going against expectations. Like, oh, fuck, he's gonna- who cares? Like, but like it- the same thing in Jurassic World when the girl dies for five minutes before getting swallowed by a giant monster. It's like, yeah, you don't expect that. And it's like, so yeah, what? What does that mean? That. You didn't expect that. You're, but you're what a, does it mean, though? It's just the guy that likes the movie where Brian Cranston is set up to be the supporting character and he dies like 30 minutes in. Yeah, because the story's not oh. about the Brodies. Right, wait, wait, wait. Are you finished? And we're going to go? Yeah, now we're now let's just right, go. The guns are off, so yeah. okay. I'm going to Wait, go. I want you to defend that part. I want you to defend <laughs> why going against expectations makes it a good scene. You know, it was just because, like, okay, he's going to have this hero moment. It's like, fuck you, monsters. Like, doesn't matter your hero moment. These are, like, gods and they'll they'll like mess you up you know it was just like you didn't like okay if he if he killed the monster like would it have done well then don't even have that scene it was because the rest of the movie doesn't set that up idea dude you're like making the whole well that's one of the issues i have with the movie okay yeah but you know it was just it was it was just good expect it was like going against expectations if it worked for you it it didn't work well let me ask you a question both of you when you have movies like this yeah where you have your canons you have your like I said, your expectations. Mm-hmm. How much do you really want there to be that uh-huh. breakout moment that's completely different from? Like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, and I'll give you an example. Going completely off off the the genre, it's like when they talk about how they filmed the original version of Pretty Woman, <laughs> and he Richard Gere doesn't come back for her. You know, according to the uh, that was the original ending. Spoiler alert! You know, according to the book, the original book that it's based on, he flies off and they never see each other again. Uh And of course, you know, oh my god, that's so fucking sad. Oh yeah. How much of what we've come to experience from watching the Channel Five movies Mm -hmm. and the reruns, right? um, How much of that do we want to? see rehashed yeah in in these new movies and that's why kind of like i said like i'm a purist and i mm-hmm. I, I like sticking to the canon because to me that's like comfort food almost you know mm-hmm. you, yeah. that's like your mac and cheese that's right. your grilled cheese you know your, your tomato soup you know when i'm feeling bad this is what i'm gonna go right back to. Yeah. yeah you know i don't want to see a movie and go have something just completely out of the blue just kind of fuck it all up right for me. i think because they only did maybe a few like go against expectations i think it worked you know um I think movies should do that more where they go against expectations. They do something crazy. I think there needs to be a reason for it. And, okay. like, there's a reason cliches are still... Right. Sure, sure. Okay. Con- like, concurrent with I'll modern give you that. cinema. We, you know, we like, might need to look at that scene again. But Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, when expectations... This is like a marriage counseling for us. Because Godzilla is just like... I charge by the hour, guys. Yeah. All right. So, I'll just go off my points on Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So I feel I get your I get your critique or I get your support of like the human characters thing because I read that argument I think because it's like 
And this became, I remember. I, like, really quick, I just love the, the phrase post-human blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get that, that is exactly what it is. I get that. Like, I totally get that. But why? But the way the movie is, the way the movie shot and edited, the focus is so much on, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson, where it's like, I get what you're trying to say, but the way the movie shows that character, that argument doesn't work. No, I think it's because you, you need someone to follow still, because yeah, but, we, but we as an audience, him, still need to and see he's something. Boring. Like, he's a. Yeah, because he, he What's his it's name? not about him. What's his name? I, I don't know. See, that's Brody. the point. That's the oh, no, point. it's Ford Brody because it's the Spielberg thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the point. You don't remember his name. He's so like, what? But you spend so much time with him. Like, I don't remember like half the cast of the of Heat, but yeah, that's no, still but, like one but, of my favorite movies. Well, it's like Danny Trejo and like all that. Yeah, but well, what are the names? Uh, I don't know, but like... Exactly. Yeah, but... That's bad movie making. No, I think that's that's a superficial that's look at something that movie the movie making. is not trying to do. Okay. Like, like I, I don't think anything that Kong Skull Island's trying mm-hmm. to do is wrong. I just think that it's it doesn't fulfill its needs okay. for me, you know? Yeah, but okay, but yeah, it's just I don't know, like if you're Also gonna, you dislike Kong I mean Godzilla more than I dislike Kong like I don't, I don't, significantly. I more. don't know. I, I, I appreciate the movie. It's just like those flaws are like Batman Batman killing people in BVS. They just Again, that that's not inherently me. a flaw of BVS. So the problem is that yeah. it's a bad movie yeah, first. No, no. But I'm just yeah, and I don't know. Just I don't get that because it's like okay, it's a post-human blockbuster, but the way they have the story go, it's just that doesn't make sense though. Well, the story's that. about Godzilla no, and the return of nature. Is it? Is yeah. It? Okay. I mean, look like when Bro- when the Brodies go to Japan, the father son thing, the Last Crusade thing, which is great. I, I and to your point about that, I would not have minded if the story was also about them reconnecting and becoming a family. Again. Why didn't they do I, that? I wouldn't have minded that, but the movie wasn't trying to do that, so you can't. I don't think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. Okay. But like when they go to Japan, they're going back to their old home. And yeah, it's just that really was cool. Melancholy thing, and then. Nature, nature has overtaken where they lived because they don't matter. Right. And I think it's, yeah, it's but not cynical, Why spend though? so much time on them no, 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 they but don't matter? And why center the story on Because that's them? the point of the and story. that's a waste. That's a waste of time. No, maybe you don't want to see that story. I, but do, someone I wanted wanted, to see someone that wants st- to tell that story. I wanted to see that story. So it's but like... You have it. You're saying, you just don't like it. You're saying this, and then the movie's showing something different. I don't think so at all. It's okay. And okay. Well, how is it showing something different? Because it's like, okay, this is a post-human... Do we break blo- them up now? <laughs> <laughs> You're just calling it. Uh, the post-human blockbusters seem like... Why well, have scenes like, oh, um, you know, like when he goes back home, we're like, we're eating cake. Let's have birthday cake every day. It's like... That scene, you know, it's like scenes like that. They're, they don't make sense if you're trying to have a post-human blockbuster. You're showing character development. You're showing like... Well, there's well, no development. You're just you're seeing the world. You're seeing, you're seeing like them. the characters. You know, it's like... It doesn't make sense to me. Well, because they they still exist, maybe, they just don't matter. Maybe if you like show the movie and like point this out to me. Okay, okay. I think we have to do that. We'll one day. move. Okay. okay. And the other thing, because I know last thing, then I go to Kong. Okay. For for Godzilla, this is one of the biggest points I have because I feel like this because I I think God I think Gareth Edwards is a great filmmaker. I think he made major mistakes on Godzilla. You and I both adored Rogue One, so yeah, yeah we, this okay. isn't like so a it's not thing. like. Gareth Edwards is bad. I just think he made mistakes. It's like, it's not, it, you know, it's okay to say that. But his whole thing about this is mo- that he wanted to do it like Jaws. Like he used Godzilla like Jaws. I don't think that, I think that's like, that's like, uh, you know, that's, that's a bad argument because he's, his reasoning is like, oh, we want to use Godzilla like Jaws. But if you look at the original Jaws, he has like a presence throughout. Like, you know, you see the shark books, you see Chrissy getting killed at the beginning his presence in fe- is felt. Godzilla in the 2014, he's not Jaws. Like, his presence is never... F- 
his like you see him in the opening scene you see like his presence for like 20 minutes and then like the movie centers around the mutus and the mutus are like the main characters they're driving the plot forward they're driving the plot but they're not the main characters they feel like the main monsters i mean it's, it doesn't feel centered around Godzilla. No, there's a pivot there. Yeah, and then Godzilla just stumbles into his movie. He literally stumbles. And, like, Godzilla just, you know, he stumbles in. Like, you know, you cut away to when they're fighting. I get his reasoning for that. But it's like, then why? You... Well, I'll tell you why right now. Oh, because can I, can I finish my thought? I th- uh, there's more? I'm not finished. Jesus. I just, I did a, because <laughs> I'm, like, exhausted. Uh, you know, why... You know, why cut away to, like, the stupid joke with, like, oh, mommy monsters on the TV if you're going to, like... Because it's funny. It's not funny. And there's, there's, it's, go ahead, finish up, but I, I have funny. a rebuttal for and that. And, like, you know, you know when, you, when you see Jaws, when you see Godzilla, and then, like, his other argument is, like, oh, Godzilla, we want to do it like the original movie. We don't show him all. Yeah, but, like, when you see Godzilla in the original movie, he's not behind a building. He's not under the water. He's not covered in smoke. When you see him, you see him. It's not like these, like... You know, you, uh, <laughs> you're like... Let's cut you off because we're going to run out of time. Yeah, yeah. So but, yeah. one sentence, go. And also Godzilla, like, he's inconsistent as a character. He's like the destroyer of worlds. He's a force of nature. And then he's a hero kaiju, savior of our city. And in the DVD release... Hurry up. <laughs> they, they, when they show that news report again, it doesn't say savior of our city. It just says king of the monsters. Because savior of our city, after f- destroying it and only saving people because you have mutual goals does not make you a hero. Okay. You know that's, again, from the human perspective. We have to position. But we feel human, that we have to position. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we feel that we have to position everything for our means. But Godzilla doesn't give a fuck, so he just walks back into the water. Yeah, but he But here's, here's, why here's why it's okay. Here's he why destroyed it's, the city. He killed that dog because, in Hawaii. Because he killed the Muto. Well, they don't know the dog. They, he liked the... Yeah. <laughs> he killed that cute dog. Yeah. No, I agree. That's He's the good boy okay. That's my big problem with Godzilla. I need to know if that dog's okay. I'm not kidding. He's not okay. That's heartbreaking he, to he me. He died. All those people died. Anyways, Godzilla killed all anyways, those people in Hawaii. Um, Godzilla is used in a measured sense because... So what? You see two fights with Godzilla, and the Muto gets away in Hawaii. That's then what? fine. That's boring, because then every scene with Godzilla, you get more and more, and it's it's like a measured intake of food. You're not gorging on a whole meal all at the same time, you know? Like, yeah. look at the way like he uses uh, Chimwe in uh, Rogue One. Like, people gave him shit because it's like, oh, well, he beats up all the stormtroopers in one scene, you don't see him do it in the other ones. It's like reverse Godzilla. You see the big opening stuff with him, and then you know he can do that for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And so they evolve his action sequences, right? It's, it's like that with Godzilla, but instead of evolving like his action sequences, cause he's a giant fucking but, but bag why of frustrate meat, the audience so much. With- it's not, if people are frustrated by that, they, they wanted something like Pacific Rim, which is fine, but you cannot, I don't think you can counter the movie with that point. If it's not trying to present that to you, like okay. you, you, you want something else that the movie's giving, which is fine, but you, these points aren't, what the movie is trying to accomplish, but it's bad filmmaking. No, it's it's not inherently bad filmmaking bad at filmmaking all. Why is it bad? Because you don't want that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the movie's wrong. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna show something and tease your audience and then cut away to a joke, like about monsters, that's bad. That's why is that bad though? Because you're having these expectations and you're throwing the expectations out the window when you switch tones and you make it into a switching joke. expectations out the window. It's crazy. <laughs> if only someone had brought that up with huh. another movie huh. that I get to go but off it, on now. It's just like, it's just, you know, you, you know, you, you wanted something that the movie didn't give and that's totally acceptable. 
Okay. Just like Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Gave me half of what I wanted real good. The monster fights are fucking awesome. Uh The action sequences are superb. And then the movie also opens with like a Looney Tunes of, a, of cool. a guy falling. Why? Like, what is the movie trying to say with that? Like, here, like, look at what well, Godzilla said. Godzilla has a clear, concise point throughout its entirety. Uh, and then I don't Kong get, Skull like, why Island. Why is that Looney Tunes? Like, what Looney Tunes is? That? <clears throat> like, I was like, whoa, that this was, is this is a, a problem it already. It was a crazy opening. Why? Yeah, but like, why? You know, like, why? I need everything to connect as a whole. I don't yeah. want individual cool stuff here and there sprinkled throughout. That was that was you know? apparently that was supposed to be setting up. Godzilla versus King Kong, American versus Japanese. Okay, but that doesn't have anything to do with this movie. Yeah, but it was it was like it wasn't like it's an opening scene. Well, okay, here supposed to grab I got I got a couple of things. I didn't even have to write them down because they've been sitting up here for like right. two weeks now. Okay, all right, we got to brisk through this because we need to go back to these yeah, guys. Yeah, I know. Um, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on <laughs> yeah the rest of that. Yeah. Uh, so the characters, I don't care if they're stock characters. Okay. Aliens yeah, are stock characters. Not, James Cameron uses yeah. stock characters all the time. I don't time, get that argument you know? either. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's but the crazy. problem is that they don't have a lot to like to do. Then they, they don't impact ideas in any way. Plot, fuck plot. Plots don't make movies. Ideas make movies. So the great characters in the movie are John C. Riley and Samuel L. Jackson because they pinpoint the war, the anti-war message of the movie. Mm-hmm. John C. Riley was in a war. Then his enemy became his best friend on the island and who unfortunately passed away. Maybe that's away. the theme of the movie. No, that is the theme. I'm saying that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm pointing a positive for you, okay. motherfucker. <laughs> no, um, and so there are these great ideas between the two where like, he doesn't care about the war anymore. The war's over for John C. Reilly. So yeah. when he asks like, did we win the war? And they're like, the, like which one? He doesn't really care. He just wants to go home. Yeah. And the Vietnam War fucked people up so badly. Yeah. Like Samuel L. Jackson's character, that that's all he has. Yeah. Right? And so win. he pivots that onto Kong because he needs to win because uh-huh. we lost the Vietnam War. Right, right. And when those two characters confront each other, it's this great, like, ripe emotional stuff and tension. So you're saying the themes of the movie and you're saying yeah. the movie. The but then there's everything else surrounding that. Like what? Why do we follow um what's Dear Billy who wrote that the the, the oh the fucking, well the yeah guy. okay yeah you know yeah uh, the act Toby Kebble he's great yeah 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 so we follow stuff like that but why do we follow that character for so long for him to die like that's not subverting expectations mm-hmm. in an interesting way that's just filling screen time like you know I think be, it was just that like, like but you know it'd be like they could have better cut that, sure yeah if he died early on Samuel L. Jackson's character withheld that information from the group and lied about it to keep them there for the fight against right. Kong, yeah. you know? Um, the the monarch stuff, like John Goodman's character becomes utterly useless, mm-hmm. you know? Again, the problem's not that he's a stock character, it's that they don't use them to explore these ideas. Well, I think that was like, you know, it was a mandate. You know, it's like studio mandates, though. Okay, but you gotta make them work somehow, you know? Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it was, I don't think it worked, like, 100%. Yeah. But it and wasn't, like it wasn't the John like, C. Riley stuff again, great. It wasn't like Iron Man two, it? like stopping the movie. Iron Man two is fine. It's no, more like Iron Man the Dark 2, World, all, I think. Iron Man two, like all the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, like they. Stopped. It's it's really not that bad. Yeah, it wasn't I that. I think it's it's worse than Thor you know the Dark World you know because I mean? it feels lifeless. Okay, like when then, Kong feels lifeless, it feels like Thor the Dark World okay. to me. When it's lively, it feels but like it wasn't. It wasn't like the end all be all the world building stuff. No, 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 no. But then, like, okay, but the John C. Riley stuff is, is great. You open and close the movie with that, but then the rest of the movie has, like, uh-huh. there, there's nothing happening. You know, you get, like, a Cannibal Holocaust reference at uh, one point, and that's yeah. like, whoa, it's a crazy kill. Yeah, yeah. Why does it matter, though? Like, it was cool. I know this seems like a lot to ask for in a movie nowadays, but, like, really, everything should matter to, to an overarching picture. Uh-huh. And 
Then the well, Brie that, Larson character. Okay, I think that's that's a, an idea on well, paper is yeah. brilliant because she's they're doing the Andero thing, but without Andero, yeah, yeah. a new character, an anti-war photojournalist is fucking brilliant. And then they have two moments uh-huh. when she meets Kong, and then when he picks her up out of the water. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing connecting any of that, and it's like they have all these ideas that they throw on the screen, but that Kong has empathy. Is that? What? That yeah, but then you, you, there's nothing like showing that besides two unconnected sequences. Well, um, you know, he's a benevolent or not benevolent. What's a nice God? A nice God. He's a nice God because it's like he takes care of the, the people. He takes care of that tribe. So that's that is your that's the basis for that scene that he's a nice he's a nice Kaiju. He takes care of people. And, um, you know, well, I mean. I can't really defend it. Um, the the fact that you kind of know you have that history engraved in your brain that Kong is nice to women. So uh, you know, it, but it there, that's beside the point because that's getting that's a, that's not of the movie. That's mm-hmm. like mythology that you should know. But well, the, no, that's you shouldn't put that on the audience. Yeah, no, that, that, that's that's picture. what I was trying to say. Okay, but um, you get you get that Kong's a nice thing, you know, nice guy because you know John C. Riley says Kong's. You know, Kong. He's praising Kong, and no, then, you see, he says it, and then you see it, but so there's, there's still a piece missing there. Yeah, there's like a component, like to connect maybe, the two but between that's, them. You get enough that you get enough information from from the film, from like the tribe that like is worships Kong, and they, he takes care of them from the skull crawlers mm-hmm. to to get the idea that Kong would save save someone. That's it's see, that's the thing. Like it's all there, but they don't explore yeah. it like they they pinpoint it it's like note cards like here's here's a good idea for the mm-hmm. most part again the john c Riley samuel jackson stuff i adore yeah yeah but but don't you agree that if you sh- if they showed that kong's benevolent towards the people then he would be benevolent towards again them. on paper as we're discussing it it makes sense but when you watch it it's like there's something missing in okay, the maybe flow we need to see it again but that's, that's i'm open watching it again but i that's, really that's my like argument to say it. that's why he saved her Okay. Okay, that's all right. And then look at like this, the way they use the soldiers. This is my last thing because we got to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, why? Like why? I think the message would have hit harder uh-huh. if they all died because yeah. then you get the more tragedy aspect. Most of them died. Of the anti. Yeah, but then the ones who survive. Like like why? Like I I don't understand the the use of these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like it feels like. Like every once in a while you watch a movie like Aliens, like you want. Uh, Bill Paxton. Thank you, Bill Paxton, to survive. Yeah, yeah. But if he had, what's the point of it? And so it's like Jordan Vogue Roberts thought that when he made Kong Skull Island, and then he kept all of his characters alive, but didn't understand why they needed to die in the <laughs> yeah, first place. Yeah. You know? Okay. And so stuff like that. Like again, you dislike Godzilla more than but I just like Kong. This is coming from the guy that's like a post-human blockbuster. Yeah, but there's a point to that in Godzilla, and Godzilla okay. makes that thesis statement clear. Kong Skull Island, that I feel a, like we're missing. I think we're big missing. old adventure movie, which there's nothing wrong with. I that. feel like there was like a point the movie made that like the humans don't matter. Like everyone could die here, you know, your lives are meaningless, sort of thing. I there's, feel like I, I, if you find that scene to make that point, I feel like there's. A scene. I will high five you. All right, we'll find because it. Because I, we'll I, I guarantee I there's no point in that I movie see for that. Again, so yeah. Anyway, guys, was there like a was there a clear winner here? Cool. Or just... I, I think both of you are emphasizing the fact that... Is it a stalemate? Yeah. Well, no. The the idea is I think both of you are frustrated because in both movies, there's the elements there to be a good movie. For our but there's not that one thread 
that yeah. binds them all yeah. together. You know, the, the the messages are there, the stock characters, you know, the, the actual main characters, they're kind of like pieces of a shirt, but there's not that one yeah. thing that stitches yeah. them and makes it a coherent shirt. It's just like pieces of fabric lying on the floor. You know, you don't know what it really is. Yeah. Okay. But I think, you know... I think in both of your arguments. Yeah, I'm gonna both. call it drawing. Yeah, thank you for everybody. Both movies sucked. You guys are stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, movies are bad. I canceling the podcast <laughs> forever. I kind of agree, but at the same time, uh, I watched Kong and I saw Kong and I've seen Godzilla. I don't hate Godzilla. It was actually you know a good movie, good storytelling uh, and stuff like that. It's just that for me, there could have been more Godzilla in it. Um, but other than that, I'm I watch Kong and I see that it that's how Godzilla should have been mm-hmm. most of the time watching Kong and I liked how they portrayed Kong as like this like um, god protector yeah you know he's you know they said Which is like why he would save Brie Larson <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> on paper this is like okay, my wait, wait, favorite wait, wait, thing wait, wait, ever sorry. yeah and you know he's just basically you know kind of like Godzilla you know you don't mess with him if you you know if you mess with wherever he's at then he's going to react yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just any that's sort of organism right. basically so you like Kong a little more I like Kong a little bit more, so I would have to say Kong. Like, I get the mass appeal. I put it really quick. To wrap it up, I put out a question, uh, a poll on Twitter. Godzilla 2014 versus Kong Skull Island. One. Godzilla won 71%. Really? Kong Skull wow. Island lost really? at 29%. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 153 votes. I love 71% of you. It, that's fake news. It's, that's <laughs> fake news. <laughs> Damn. Oh, hey, screenshot say, until the day I die. Okay. That's probably m- so. more accurate. Polling than you would probably get from Infowars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, the guy that believes Australia is. No, I was surprised because a lot of my Twitter followers don't didn't seem like they liked yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. They were more Gene oh. side, and oh, then I saw okay. this and I was like, Oh, I thought it was gonna be way but closer. I think for debate wise, I think it's still a stalemate. But yeah, we no. made a lot of progress today. I think so. I feel we made a lot it. of progress in our marriage. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're great. totally married. Okay. Uh, Bernie Sanders yeah. and Gary. Yeah. 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 Um, so pitch your movie, guys. Got. Oh yeah. I'm gonna give you. Three minutes starting now. Wait, wait, wait. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, okay. Go. Okay, what we got is you you have your Godzilla, you had your Kong, you know, good movies. Let's have the Battle Royal. Let's have them go at it. But in the the midst of this, like like, uh, Diego was alluding to, hey, you know, there's people involved. You know, we really don't count. They try to find a way to, to break up the two. Mm-hmm. They get Mothra involved, mm. and they go all Ant Man on them. They find those electrodes that connect that <laughs> that control the ants. Mm-hmm. They make a big humongous uh, head wrap for Mothra. Goes out there, <laughs> breaks them apart. You know, at the end, you see kind of like the the ships, you know, floating away that they use to control Mothra. And out of the out of the water, the still water, you just see three sets of horns come up. Mm. King Ghidorah. We thought this would be a great one. Romance between Godzilla and King Kong. <laughs> Give a new element to it, but in the end, we wanted to see that all-out battle. We want to see more blood. So they fight. It's a lot better than having uh, Kong and, and uh, Godzilla in front of microphones if, argue, <laughs> arguing the merits of their movie. <laughs> we wanted the movie to end. If you ever saw the original King Kong and also the remake with Peter Jackson, we want... I love Godzilla. I'm going to cry. But anyways, you want King Kong pulling his head apart with the jaws mm-hmm. like he did to the Tyrannosaurus Rex in yeah. the original yeah. film. So, you know, Godzilla. Then Godzilla's fire comes up, burns Kong, his fur's all in flames. That, that by the way, that is a fundamental question I should have asked you guys. Yeah. Why is it in the Godzilla versus uh, King Kong movies 
when Godzilla fires off that that fire atomic breath? the yeah. atomic breath, it never singes. Uh, Kong? Kong's fur. Because uh, they didn't probably have a budget. budget. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. In the next one, answer, yeah. Yeah, in the next one, that's got to happen. If that doesn't yeah. happen, well, yeah, it'll be well, like fake well, news. Because you, yeah. you see that in Skull Island. You know, you see that you know he's getting cut. He's actually trying to heal himself. So any other notes, guys? You have one minute left? Well, that was that was the... You see King Adora coming out of the water. You know, in contrast to the water's going calm. The creature comes up. Gotcha. 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 Cool. Gotcha. All right. So cool. You had one minute to spare. All right. Cool. Gene, uh, what do you think? I think I'll buy it. I like your uh, I like your plot structure. Um, Mothra. I like yeah. Mothra being yeah. used as uh, the uh, tiebreaker. Um, yeah. So I'll buy it. The, the Wonder Woman there. of their trilogy. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah no. I, I I'd watch it too. Save I mean. Mothra. Yeah, and <laughs> it's definitely underrated. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's I liked your point about the the contrast. Instead of the water settling, now everything's all fucked. So that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, We're that's screwed. just good, like just continuous yeah, thematic. Ghidorah is like he's like the he's like the craziest kaiju ever because he's like the monster of monsters. Mm-hmm. King Ghidorah. He's like uh, the monster versus uh, I don't know what's against Super Joker. No, because uh, no. Joker's like yeah, like Dark Side. There you go. Dark Side. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Renee? Oh, def- definitely buy it. Yeah, because I liked how you guys threw in King Ghidorah. But then also the use of Mothra, too. You know, using electrodes to control him and stuff like that. And so that's what oh, I liked. Insect world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely And that brings that. up the whole ethical issue. How how good is it to use, you know, insects or nature yeah. to manipulate them to do something that technically... Would benefit us. Yeah. 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 Cool. So you guys, you guys uh, we bought it. Yeah. 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 Hey, we'll yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So just wrapping up here, we're gonna just do some quick uh, movie reviews. Just anything you've seen recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the well. We already talked about Kong and Logan. I saw the Belko experiment the other day. I liked it. It was good. It was a very simple movie. Everyone is gets locked in the office and they kill each other. And the movie accomplishes exactly that, no more, no less. <laughs> So it's pretty much uh, the purge inside of uh, Battle office Royale. space. Yeah. Yeah. Battle Royale meets office space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. What is it? Uh, office space meets uh, Die Hard meets uh, the yeah. purge. Yeah. Well, they did a movie like that. It was called uh, Battle Royale. No, no, no. It was. Uh, it was. They did a, like a like a Battle Royale in an office space. It was called oh, really? like Operation Endgame or something like huh. that. Well, I never it was heard a of bunch that. of comedians inside of it, and it was like a funny take on it. Oh, it had okay. Zach Galifianakis. Uh, he was in it, and then uh, what's his name? The bald guy from uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Rob, yeah, Rob Corddry. Yeah, he was, he was in there too. It's a good movie. It's basically you see a bunch of people. It's like the p- premise is, is that it's a secret CIA facility, but it's all in an office space, and they get locked in there, and they have to kill each other to get out. Yeah, <laughs> so it's super funny. Cool. Right, cool. Yeah. Uh, I watched. You guys can hop in with reviews after if you'd like of anything you've seen recently. It doesn't have to be recent movies just something you've seen recently uh i watched power rangers and that's my introduction to power rangers i i missed the boat it was always in my life i knew what it was i just never watched it as a kid it was either too violent when i was younger or i lost interest as i got older um but no it's fun it is i I heard shockingly competent and i'm like it's a little harsh but yeah i mean i was surprised um, yeah, it's it's goofy. It's made for five uh, Yeah, they they don't put on the suits for like ninety minutes, which is weird. But I'm like, it's well Bat- made enough. Batman that... doesn't put on the suit. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, Batman begins. This ain't no yeah. Batman begins. Yeah, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, the characters are really likable. The cast is uniformly good. Like they have that sort of chemistry that 
you only get when people genuinely like each other. Like no one's that good of an actor, you know. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks is doing like some next level '90s camp. Like it's <laughs> yeah, awesome. She's, she's yeah. like trying to be. Brian like Cranston's a floating computer so like, head. Bill like, Hader's a sassy robot. It's, it's like it's Batman fun. and Robin if it was good. Uh, no, because it's it's a little too serious sometimes. Okay. And the CG, they clearly don't have the budget for that. Yeah, like, there's yeah. a reason Pacific Rim fights take place at night. It's because mm-hmm. they look better in rain and shadows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like. Let me ask you a question. It, it um, on on Power Rangers. In the vein of uh, the great uh, Beauty and the Beast debate, how <laughs> how obvious is the reference to the Yellow Rangers' possible lesbianism oh, or bisexuality? Oh, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's, it's not, very subtle, yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay. That's actually one of the criticisms I have with the movie. People yeah. are making a big deal about it. It's and I was like, like yeah, uh, fuck yeah, that's Sulu awesome. And Star Trek Beyond, right? Yeah, it's okay. it's it's not a big. Guys, thing. I wish it was saw a Star Trek thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, how bad is the Krispy Kreme? Reference. Oh, it's pretty. It's like Man of Steel, bad product placement. Really? They have but really bad. I, I, didn't, I didn't So the product so, I mean, placement. They did say it a lot, but they didn't show it. They just Krispy. showed it like maybe God, three times. <laughs> I really but hate when they said it a lot. Yeah. yeah. They said Krispy Kreme yeah. a lot. I really hate <laughs> like, when product placement just is bad. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, but no. I even my bigger issues like I wish it was more tonally consistent. Like okay. it's weird the joke that opens up with. I'm actually not going to spoil it because I want to okay. see people react to it. And I wish they had gone. Bigger with the LGBT stuff and mm-hmm. uh, uh, R.G. Seiler as the the Blue Ranger. He's autistic. autistic. Yeah, autistic. Okay. I wish they had done a little more with that, but um, no, it's it, it's solid. It's solid. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, bringing it back full circle. Um, back a couple of weeks ago at the Pasadena Film mm-hmm. Festival, we saw a film, a documentary called Long Live the King. Okay. And it's all about King Kong from 1933, Great. and they give a full full history about it. Yeah. It's about an hour, hour and twenty minutes. An excellent documentary. Uh, they're trying to get theatrical release or at least on dvd yeah. but it, it would be a great film for all your fans listening to this podcast mm-hmm. uh, this particular episode long live the king you're gonna have to help me because i'm having one of those senior moments. <laughs> what was the name about 40 i know I'm, i gotta get my ginkgo biloba and check into my diet what was the name of that one movie that we saw about the couple who lives in the apartment where they're they set up the cameras I'm having a senior moment uh, as well. Uh, I think it was called The Occupants. Okay. Um, it was well, a movie was submitted for the Pasadena Film Festival. Um, lower budget, you know, but it was um, kind of a view of what happens when this couple sets up cameras around their house hmm. because they're going to go on like this weird, like raw diet. You know, they're taking all the processed foods out of but then the twist to it is somehow in the process because they're like supposedly expanding their minds with this new yeah. diet or whatever, they start recognizing that there's an alternate reality, like oh. a, a different plane of existence. Interesting. You know, and, and the the twist to the movie, you know, same thing. I won't give it away. Uh, if you have a chance to see it, they do have they do have it up. Um, I think it's occupants.net or occupants.com, um, and. For your next podcast, I'll, I'll send you guys the information. You guys can get it out there. But it was really good. I mean, it right. was cool. you know we were we were sitting there and we're like, okay, you know, they they had this special thing where the participants could go and uh, like a lounge and hang out and yeah, drink yeah. and you talked to and, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, no, uh, to interact with other other screenwriters and 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 people in the business. And we're like, okay, you know, so we thought oh, a bunch of like short films we'll be able to get out of here and go. And this was actually a feature length one. And we're like, fuck, we're going to miss out on the free drinking. <laughs> but actually, after like about like the first 30 minutes, we're like, fuck, this is actually a good movie. So we, we didn't we didn't mind sticking around. It was a great, great example of using found footage. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot well, of cameras and very well. But very not well overusing it to the point where it's like 
paranormal activity. Yeah, it's like yeah. that point. It's like gotcha. there, you could tell there's enough of it that cool. they thought through, but because there's the images of them, and then there's the, the footage that they find off of their cameras yeah. that that drives the action forward. Cool. But if you have a chance, and, and like I said, I'll, I'll try to, you know, either find the mm-hmm. the Break it. the was it the the booklet, the brochure okay. that that we got with all the all the listings of all the movies, and I know it has the 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 net address on there if you guys are, I think that you could you could either pay there and stream it or they're going to tell you where they're going to be uh, screening it in the future gotcha. but it was really good I mean uh, you know sometimes you go to these festivals and you're like okay how many more art movies <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh I've yeah, been, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. but cool, cool. if you have a chance to pick it up it's called The Occupants the Occupants so those are two of our favorites Long right. Live the King and The Occupants cool. I'll definitely check those out yeah, yeah. So I think we've got to wrap up, up right now so, uh, uh, plugs guys where yeah. people plugs. Yeah, where, can they find, where can they find uh, try to add us a Friend us over at Johnny Was a Gangster, our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. has all the information about the films we're working on. Uh, yeah, right now that's like a work, our working page. Um, eventually we are in the process of um, copywriting our logo and, uh, and our name for our, per, you could say our writing company or production company. Um, but that's the page we're going to be using to disseminate all the information about not just Johnny but all the other scripts that we're, we're putting Sweet. out. And then if you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, um, pick up Johnny on, on Amazon um again it's part of a contest so if you guys are able to help us stay in the top three uh, as far as the sale sales we'll get that um you won't be disappointed yeah an action thriller i mean the best the best <laughs> well, review i got exciting. was my daughter you know so when you have your own daughter <laughs> yeah. you, should, when you know when you're that. not cool to, you know as a parent you're not cool to your to your kids but my daughter who was supposed to be doing homework at this time by the way walks <laughs> in and she's all oh my god I picked this up and I couldn't put it down until I saw what happened. You know, when you get that kind of review yeah. and then afterwards, of course I told her, get your ass back in there and yeah, do your homework. Yeah. But, That's um, awesome. you know, that was, that was a, a, a good review, but cool. Um, like I said, we won't, yeah, we'll, we'll put the link for that on our page and thank definitely you. thank you. Yeah. yeah, of course. And Diego, where can they find you? Uh, Diego waffles on Twitter, president Diego. It's a long story. <laughs> um, That's his Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, audiences everywhere.net where I actually have a full written power Rangers review and a lot of other stuff coming up. Obviously, uh, I contributed a Hellboy retrospective for talk film society. Check that out. Uh, just links on Twitter. It's, just, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. I promise. And then you could find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all around G nine nine. Excuse me, G nine eight nine two. And then on Facebook, we own nothing films. Please look there, Renee. Oh, you guys can uh, find me on Instagram and Snapchat at Renee G Bravo. Cool, cool. And then, uh, cool. all right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us. Oh, by thanks the way. for the invite. Thank yeah. you. Uh, thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I'll cut this out